Hi, Corey Gorkrest here from Phantasm Podcast, and while my 1958 Plymouth Fury goes on a killing spree, I make sure she's protected. That's why I chose CarShield. With over 1 million vehicles covered and providing outstanding services like roadside assistance and flexible payment plans, you must already be dead not to make the switch. You could be saving thousands of dollars today in future car repairs. So call CarShield or go online at carshield.com for a free quote. Make sure you use the Phantasm exclusive promo code STAYHORNY to get 10% off that quote. So switch to CarShield today. I'm a dude. I'm a dude. I'm a dude. These are dudes I'm talking about. These are good. Because they're fucking kooks. I'm not in my whole life. I are fucking kooks. Fucking fucking maggots. I'm a dude. I'm a dude. He's a good This is Corey Gorkrite. Hi, this is Dr. Vincent West. And welcome to Phantasm Podcast. It's our Memorial Day edition. <laughs> How are you, my friend? I'm good. Uh, it's been a little while. This is fun. We're still alive out there. Uh, going into the into summer here, but we're going way down in the in the sea, which is your favorite place. We got the uh, we are TriStar logo and the the Karoko logo, which is nice to see as well. Uh, Doctor, what film do we have? Courtesy of our friends at Amazon Prime. We are watching Deep Star Six. At unimaginable depths where no form of life we know could possibly exist, a startling discovery is about to be made. It's on our contact down here. I think we're big trouble, boss. Not all aliens come from space. Star Six rated R starts Friday at a theater near you. 1989. Sean S. Cunningham's the director on this one. Actually, never seen this, uh, so this is going to be cool. Mario Kazar wrote this film. Who he uh, produced some of my favorite movies, um, which the first three Rambo films he did. Uh, Terminator, a, Terminator Two, yep, Total Recall, which is one of my all-time favorites. That's what the, the Kuroko logo reminds me of that as well. Uh, Basic Instinct, Jacob's Ladder, Showgirls, uh, the Stargate movie, The Doors, Angel Heart. I mean, dude's a legend. He's done a lot of stuff, and he's the Kuroko Pictures dude. So it's it's awesome. Uh, so yeah, he he produced this. With Sean as Cunningham himself, and this is back in the '80s when they made big budget films like they were nothing. Yeah, they just threw money at everything. No CGI. We <laughs> got all practical effects and real underwater sharks. I don't know about you. This kind of harkens me back to Jaws. I've been in a Jaws movie. Every time it gets around Memorial Day or Fourth of July, I'm Jaws mode, one hundred ten percent. 
Yeah, I'm, I'm with you on that. There's a big fucker right there. Uh, Deep Star 6 is an experimental deep-sea U.S. naval facility crewed by a mix of 11 military and civilians. Now on the final week of their tour, the project is headed by John Van Gelder, which is played by Marius Weyers, who was in, uh, I think he was in Blood Diamond, if I'm not mistaken, uh, in order to test underwater colonization methods while overseeing the installation of a new nuclear missile storage platform. Already nearing his deadline, Van Gelder's plan plans are threatened when geologist uh, Berkiaga, I'm probably butchering that wrong, uh, played by Elia Baskin. Uh, I don't know. She, she was in those Spider-Man movies with Tobey Maguire, pretty sure. She discovers a massive cavern system under the site. Van Gelder orders to use orders the use of depth charges to collapse the cavern to the dismay of Dr. Scarpelli, which is played by Nia Peoples. Don't know who that is. Who wants to study the potentially primordial ecosystem inside. And then... It just goes on from there. Basically a sea monster movie. Uh, spoiler alert, so if you haven't seen it, I haven't seen this, but... <clears throat> uh, heard a lot of good things about it. It's always been on my radar. Just never delved into it and checked it out. So, excited for this. Uh, looks and we've got some controversy with this, too, because when I was growing up, this came out and so did Leviathan. Yeah. And then also... Uh, I never really knew which was the original platform. And then... They're different movies, but... The Abyss came out. Who? The Abyss came out huh? the same year. Well, The Abyss is totally different than this and Leviathan. Right, but they're the same kind of... Like theme. No, it's very it is, but this and Leviathan are literally very similar films. Although I don't know that this movie's body horror. Maybe it is, but I don't remember. Right. I seriously have not watched this movie in years. It looks like a good one. Uh, Kino Lober put a Blu-ray out of this. If you kids are interested in owning this film, nice. Um. Been out for a year or two, I think. But uh, yeah, let's look at I, some. I, I like Leviathan a lot. Um, Richard Crenna, Peter Weller, good movie. Let's see. Um, let's but see. I like this movie too. I'll do some trivia here, courtesy of IMDb. Um, we can look at the filming location first for this before we go into that. Um, it was filmed in Los Angeles. Budget of uh, eight million. It grossed about that in U.S. and Canada. It made about one hundred forty-three thousand dollars, roughly total. So, didn't do terrible, but it definitely didn't do well. Um, let's see here. Trivia. Writer Louis Abernathy sold his script at the same time that friend James Cameron was working on his own underwater monster saga. Despite Cameron's asking that he delay this movie to avoid competing with the Abyss, Abernathy went ahead and was thereby deemed persona non grata with Cameron and associates until they patched together their friendship when Abernathy accompanied Cameron on the September 1995 filming of The Wreck of the Titanic for Titanic in 1997, but not any actual dives to the wreck itself. Um, interesting there. 
Kane Hodder, famously plays Jason Voorhees, uh, was the stunt coordinator for this film. I did not know that. It's pretty awesome. The film was first released in January 1989 as the first of four underwater creature movies, which included Leviathan, The Abyss, and Lords of the Deep, all in 1989. Um, originally, Robert Harmon was going to direct the film. However, when he left, Sean S. Cunningham stepped in to direct the film with a budget of $8 million. The creature was initially designed by Chris Wallace, who then turned his production designs over to FX head Mark Showstrom. Showstrom made slight alterations and changed the creature's color scheme. Interesting. Producer Sean S. Cunningham developed the idea in 1987 with the express purpose of being the first release on the slate of upcoming underwater action sci-fi films. So he was like trying to start a trend, and I guess everyone had the same idea, and they all just. So this movie is original. Then Leviathan's a rip of this. Yeah. Oh, there's the Look, dude. There's your boy. Yeah, from RoboCop. Fuck yeah. He's like, man, fuck Jones. <laughs> or on the on the uh, yeah on the edited version, it's man, forget Jones. You're one bad motherfucker. That's awesome. Yeah, that's, that's bitches leave. That's exactly who that is. But I've got to be honest with everybody out there listening right now. I have not watched this since I saw it at the theater. Or maybe on video cassette after it came out. But the moral of where I'm going with this is I can't remember if this movie is body horror or is it a creature feature. Because Leviathan is straight up body horror. Yeah, it is. It's good. I mean, it is, but it's Taco Ranch and it's not really my thing. This is the third film directed. What, what I'm telling you guys out there, if you're listening for the first time, I'm just not into body horror, but I do like these movies because they're terrifying to me yeah. as a kid. So. Let's see. You can tell it's had a big budget at the <clears> time, though. Yeah. Mm-hmm. See, my thing is, I've never really talked about this on the podcast, but I want to talk with you about it right now, if you don't mind. Yeah. Just real quick, I would love for you and I to shoot something with this exact type of film grain and equipment. Oh, absolutely. It'd be fucking nuts. Um, I mean, I would want it to look like 90s big budget, not 2020 big budget. Oh, yeah, of course. It's too vibrant now I like the grit in there you know adds to the mood and mm-hmm. it's just something about it adds like character to the film itself like well, it sounds practical effects in it not a bunch of CGI right uh, this and, is and look CGI has its place I'm not trying to say it doesn't but I'm just saying you know yeah no I got you um this is the third film directed by Sean S. Cunningham to feature actor Ron Carroll in a role after Friday the 13th and Spring Break. Now, Ron Carroll is uh, the guy at the end of the first Friday movie, which I think we just saw him walk out of the ship here, actually, where he's like, we didn't find any boy. That's who that is. So, the police officer at the end of <clears throat> the first Friday the 13th. That's him right there? No, he was... I saw him walk out, though, a second ago. You have to tell me which one he is. Yeah, we'll find him. He's just walked off the set. I don't know what he's where he went. Uh, Deep Star Six was poorly received by critics and audience members when it was released. <clears throat> don't care about that. Um, <clears throat> let's see. 
Yeah, Miguel Ferrer is a <clears throat> bitch's leave. Let's see who that is. And is Snyder in the film? Hey, which one, which one is the guy you're talking about? Ron Carroll. Oh no, he's not. He hasn't been in the scene in a minute. Guys, I was reading Here's that. Water shot right now. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. We should be on the same scenes here. We're trying to make sure we're synced up. Now it's showing a, a dude working on a computer. Yep, that would be Torian Block, I believe, which is Laidlaw in the film. He was in Rocky Two. He was a lawyer in Rocky Two. and some other stuff. Of, and of course, this scene is very reminiscent of Alien right now. Yeah, I'm getting a, a lot of Alien vibes off of this, especially that looks like a, what's his name, William Hurt's about to show up and start freaking out. <clears throat> well, what I wanted to say real quick, too, is you know people can say what they want about Ridley Scott, but for me personally... I mean, Blade Runner is my favorite thing he ever did. Besides the Duelist, the Duelist is a movie, his very first film, and I love that movie. It's good. But Alien, even though I have trouble watching those movies because I think they're Taco Rancho, right? They're not that they're bad movies; they're just Taco Rancho, if that makes sense. But the moral <laughs> of where I'm going with this is, you still have to give him the groundbreaking set design of the first Alien picture. Oh yeah, dude. Because it, it, just like this scene right here, this is very claustrophobic, just like it made you feel when you were watching Alien. Yeah, exactly. By the way, Nia Peebles right there was in one of my favorite movies called North Shore. Okay. I highly recommend that movie for you guys. He made it like 80s. Uh, so you had Rad, which is the BMX bike, Thrashing, which everybody knows I love. That's a great skateboarding movie. And the surfing if equal of all of those films is called North Shore. Hmm. It's really good. <laughs> it's a good movie. And that's where I know your people's from. Or Mia Peoples, whatever her fucking name is. Yeah. What was it Elia Bass? Where's that guy from Flight 13th? I'm still not seeing him. Like I said, he walked out of the ship thing. That might have been all he was in. I don't know. He walked off and that was it. I haven't seen him since. Do you know what's weird? I, I have a confession to tell you about. I saw the first Friday the 13th at, at the theater, right? Mm-hmm. And it's funny because I love the sequels, but I've kind of come around. I think the reason that I like two so much is because it has the vibe of the first film, but it's still a slasher with Jason. Yeah, I'm with you on that. And to me, Friday the 13th are summer movies. They're not Halloween. Yeah, I watch them all year round. I don't limit it to Halloween at all. Right. I, I don't. I don't. I've never felt like I want. Oh, it's Halloween. I need to put in blah blah. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, some people don't watch horror movies at all unless it's around that time, and I get that, but. I mean, you and I do, of course. But. but, I mean, if you look at most of the release dates on stuff, they're, they're, they were like spring and summer and shit. Well, yeah, you know, summer camp, you know. I don't think of the fall where it's cold, you know. 
Right. You're in fucking time to go to summer camp, kids. But I, but I think that's why he's so appealing to so many people because he's not pigeonholed into he's not a Christmas killer, he's not a holiday killer, he's right. just a killer. I think who we just saw was old Tom Bray, who was uh, Etchinson and Prince of Darkness, and he was also Ben and the Prowler. No shit. Yeah. Wait, which one is he? Well, I'll show him. Here's the. Let's see. Let's see where he's at. There's bitches leave. There's my North Shore chick. That's Mia Peoples. He was just on the screen a second ago. So you're actually saying The Prowler is in this movie? I believe so. Is his name Ben? That's fucking awesome. Is Ben The Prowler? Uh, he plays Ben in The Prowler. No, then that's not. No, it's not. He's not The Prowler. But he is in the film. Is that one right there? He's the guy with like the gray jacket. No, not the old guy. It's the guy with the jacket. You'll see him again. That is Marius Wayers. That's who that is. That's the guy from Blood Diamond. The guy with the mustache? Yeah. It's the guy from Blood Diamond. What, what else is he been in yet? I know he's in Blood Diamond. Let me look up his stuff here. I mean, he's been in a ton of shit. I'm going to go down to the bottom here. Because I know I've seen him in other stuff. Let's see. Looks like a bunch of foreign films he's done. Huh? He's done like a bunch of foreign stuff. Uh, Deep Star 6 was the first... Notable one that I know. He was on an episode of Golden Girls. Um, just not seeing really anything else. Catch a Fire, Blood Diamond. Yeah, I don't really see anything else like super notable that I would recognize him in, but he looks really familiar he outside. Looks, he kind of looks like John Carpenter. <laughs> a little he bit. does. He does. He favors him. Let's see. Yeah, Tom Bray was that other guy. You'll see him here in a minute. Every time I'm like, look, there they are, and then they don't show up again in the whole rest of the fucking film, and I look like an idiot, so. No, you're good, man. You know, the pictures of them, you can't tell who's who because they're older now, so I'm trying to, like, you know, make sure it is who it is. I don't think that was him, actually. I think that was, uh,. Greg Evigan. That, that's who that looks like. Maybe not. I don't know. McBride. I might be who that was. I might not have even seen Tom Bray yet. I mean, there should be the whole crew right here. I mean, in the film, like right now, I don't think there's a lot of other characters that are going to be introduced. I mean, they're going under fucking water. Uh, you know, the thing is very claustrophobic too. Carpenter's thing. Yes. I get. I, I mean, you, you think a lot of this stuff. I guess it all kind of harkens back to Alien and the Thing. I mean, you could argue that even John stole from Ridley for the Thing because it's so claustrophobic. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah, uh, Kubrick. I mean, is... The thing. Look, the thing looks and feels totally different than Alien, but. 
Yeah, and even Kubrick was good with claustrophobia with a lot of his scenes. And oh, sure, man. He yeah, it's just badass. Which we're on an anniversary. The Shining was released a couple days ago, back in eighty. Yeah. 22nd if I'm not mistaken mm-hmm. so Saturday this past Saturday so well if you want we can uh, queue up the truck and do the altering the future yeah you go ahead and kick it off and uh, I'll go check on my phone real quick sounds good well <clears throat> go ahead there Chuck altering the future Alright, so, Altering the Future, if this is somehow your first time tuning into Phantasm, welcome. And, Altering the Future is where we uh, take you back to the year that the film, the feature film we are currently watching here. Um, So this would be 1989, and we're just going to go over uh, the movies, the other movies that came out in 1989. We'll, of course, uh, omit the likes of uh, the other underwater sci-fi horror films like Leviathan and Lords of the Deep and The Abyss, because we've already mentioned those. So when those come up, then I will just skip them. But uh, I always cover the movies, and the Doctor will cover the music uh, of that, and sometimes porn and sometimes other things. So usually we try to keep it just uh, movies and music uh, of the year that the film came out. kind of gives you an idea of what else was going on around this time, um, media-wise, you know, that way you can just be like, oh, that was a good year, you know, or maybe it wasn't, maybe it was a shitty year. Usually there's some good stuff. See, that guy, that that's either McBride right there, or that's the Tom Bray guy. I think that might actually be McBride and not Tom Bray, but I can't tell based on the pictures I have. And I don't know a lot of these actors myself, so uh, some of them I do. Trying to see if there's going to be some uh, a rack shot here, but I'm not sure. There was a nude chick in a shower with a fully clothed dude making out, so. Okay, and that's it. We got some excavation going on, and we're good. So, 1989, we'll kick it off with uh, Tim Burton's Batman. Still probably my, well, it's my second favorite Batman film. Uh, Michael Keaton, I still think, is the best Batman uh, Bruce Wayne combo, and then Jack Nicholson, still my favorite Joker. Love it. Love the sequel as well. Uh, Weekend at Bernie's. Can't go without that movie. It's it's hilarious. It's a staple of uh, you know late 90s comedy films. It's just aged super well, too. It's just a really good movie. Uh, highly recommend if you've never seen it. Uh, Field of Dreams, Kevin Costner. Liked it as a kid. Oh, uh... Doctor, your boy's back on screen, old Ron Carroll, whenever you... Hold on, you're about to get some comedy, you ready? Whenever you return, old Ron Carroll's on the screen now, the uh, dude at the end of uh, Friday the 13th. He's right there in the red. You do. My name is Vincent. I have people calling for that John guy all the time. You've got the wrong number. I'm so sorry. Yeah, it's not me. I have people calling for that guy all the time. This number's (laughs) been mine for like three months. That's right, kids. That's how <laughs> Dr. Webb handles people's bullshit. <laughs> Did you see your boy Ron Carroll? I've been getting calls for that cocksucker 
for fucking three months. <laughs> three months. And I'm sorry I did that during the podcast, but I thought it would be kind of funny. That is fucking hilarious. Do you see your boy Ron Carroll on the screen? Yeah. He's got the green shirt. That's who that is. We didn't find any boy. I mean, that's who that is. Um, okay. So I filled the dreams. Liked it as a kid. For me, that movie's not really that entertaining now. It's it's too long. But you know, it's all right. Um, it's not it's not a bad film. I just and I think Tom Bray is that guy with the with the beard. Pretty sure that's who that is. That has to be him. Uh, Roadhouse, one of the best movies ever made. Patrick Swayze, it's fantastic. Oh, also has Sam Elliott and kicks ass. It's a really good movie. Um, say anything with John Cusack. It's okay. It's a it's a classic film. Is it? You know, do I am I going to put a gun to your head and tell you to go buy it and have it in your collection? No, but it's it's a good movie. Uh, See no evil, hear no evil. One of the Richard Pryor, Gene Wilder movies. It's hilarious. I prefer Stir Crazy. It's on here right now, streaming too on Amazon. It is. I prefer Stir Crazy of those, but it's still really funny and I love it. Um, Major League, awesome fucking movie. Uh, it's just a baseball movie with Tom Berenger, Charlie Sheen, really good. Corbin Burnson, who I met, which is also the dentist, and he's Charlie Sheen. Yeah, and uh, Corbin Burnson was the reason I. Uh, oh, uh, Wesley Snipes. Uh, Corbin Burnson's the Wait. reason I stopped going to the dentist for a long, long time, and I told him that when I met him, it was really cool. He was a nice guy. Allstate guys in that movie too. He is. Uh, the Burbs, Tom Hanks, classic. One of my favorite movies ever made. It's really good. It's, it's fucking hilarious. Um, let's see. Puppet Master. So, you know, the first few of them are pretty... No, some of those I, films I, are alright. I, I can't do those movies. I've tried. Yeah. There's a couple of them that are okay. The first one is alright. It's just... You know. It's goofy. But it's not... It's not terrible. Uh, at least the first couple. Uh, Uncle Buck. Sorry about the call. I'm trying to interrupt you there. I'm sorry for our guests. No, that's funny. I'm, a good I'm, tired of the, I'm tired of these motherfuckers contacting me. They wake me up. They text me, and I'm like, you have the wrong fucking number. Now, I used to get that a lot with um, this well, number I mean, at first. Here, here's the problem. I can change my number like I've done a million times, which is an inside joke between me and Corey, and anyone listening that knows me, but... I'm tired of giving up something that I'm paying for because somebody's a dipshit. Right. Well, if they have, like, debt and all that stuff, then people aren't going to know their numbers change. Oh, it's worse than that, man. This guy's like a deadbeat dad. I've got people calling me from Idaho about his kids. It's weird. Um, it's stupid. <clears throat> Uncle Buck. John Candy. Love it. Good. It's hilarious. Uh, kickboxer, John Claude Van Damme. Love it. What else we got? Find some good ones. Tango and Cash. Yeah, that is the sheriff. You're right. Mm -hmm. Tango and Cash with uh, Stallone and Kurt Russell. Let's see. Steel Magnolias. We got Born on Born on the Fourth of July. That's a hard movie to watch with Tom Cruise. It is a hard movie to watch. Yeah. Look Who's Talking, which I loved as a kid. That's uh, John Travolta and Christy Alley. Uh, yep. Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. 
great movie. Got Harlem Nights with Eddie Murphy. Real quick on the Bill and Ted thing, Richard Pryor. Corey and I are not Wayne's World. We're not Bill and Ted. If you want to say we're anybody, we're Cheech and Chong just without the pot. Yeah, or D-Generation uh, X, the original. We are. Uh, <laughs> Dead Poet Society. Uh, this... a, man, that's a, let me tell you something real quick. That's a great Robin Williams movie. It is good. It's really good. He's really good <clears> in that. It's got Ethan Hawke's good in it, too. No, look, it's got a great cast. I'm just saying, that's he's really, really good in that movie. Here is a Dr. West classic. The Wizard. Okay. Love it. Fred Savage. It's all uh, about Nintendo, kids. So good. Here is a Corey Gorkreitz classic, Cyborg. Okay. Oh, I Van love Damme. that one too, man. That's Van Damme. That, love it. That and Time Cop are my two favorites of his. Ah, uh, those are so good. Uh, Blind Fury with Rucker Hauer. Rest in peace, Just sir. Just watched that actually about a week ago. It's on Amazon Prime too, kids, if you want to watch it. It's good. Uh, Karate Kid Part 3. Love it. Indiana Jones and Last Crusade. It's good. It is. It's okay. Uh, Lethal Weapon 2. Honey Great I, movie. Honey, I Shrunk the Kids. Great movie. Shout out to my boy, Rick Moranis. Uh, and another shout out here. License to Kill. Old T-Dalt, baby. Yeah, it's a good movie. All right, I gotta then, say I prefer <clears throat> Living Daylights though between the two. Yeah, me too. It's a more violent one. Uh, we'll do some Although horror movies. Watch <clears throat> to Kill. You will see a very young Benicio del Toro in that movie. Yes, it's good. It's good. Um, Fletch lives. Love it. Let's see if there's anything else in here. Little monsters. I love it. I've got that. That's a really good movie. Best Run put that out last year. It's really good. It did. Um, got Driving Miss Daisy. Is that a good that? movie? That's a different movie. Um, Toxic Avenger Part Two. Love it. What's the other one? Before I get into horror movies, there's one more. Oh yeah, <laughs> it's Biff Tannen. It's <laughs> Back to the Future Part Two. Which is probably our favorite film, of, or at least one of our favorites of that year. For sure. Uh, we have an inside joke between Corey and I about Biff Tannen, so. We do. Uh, the Return of Swamp Thing. Now we're going to get into some of the really stuff Really bad, here. but it's fun. It is. Uh, we got Warlock. Love it. Which, uh, shout out to uh, Nuclear Assault. Uh, we got Meet the Feebles, which is a fucking bizarre-ass movie. That's that... Peter Jackson. Uh, Peter Jackson thing? Yeah, it's fucking wild. Yeah, that movie's insane. Um, All Dogs Go to Heaven. That's a super wubby of mine. Uh, okay, that's Kiki, a good one. Kiki's Delivery Service and The Little Mermaid. Um, Little Mermaid, I like a lot. It's good. It's good shit. All right, Terror Within. We got Shocking Dark. Shocking Dark is actually a really good film. It is. And I have it. Uh, Bride of Reanimator. That's a great movie. The Trial of the Incredible Hulk. It's awful, but I love it. Yeah. Uh, Star Trek V, The Final Frontier. Everyone hates that film. I love it. 
We got Amity. It's the best Star Trek movie now, but I still enjoy it. Right. Uh, Amityville, The Evil Escapes. It's one of those sequel turds that suck. Uh, the second one's You good. know, is that the thing that, that uh, not to keep holding you up, but is that the thing Vinegar Syndrome put out in that box set that was a million bucks? Yeah. See, uh, wheelchair fucker likes those. I can't get into them. No, they're bad. They're, like, notoriously bad. Uh, Pet Cemetery. Love it. Got uh, Nightmare Isn't that weird? I've gotten where I love that movie. No, it's good. It's scary as fuck, honestly. It's one of the few movies that's good. The Ramon song is fabulous. Oh, yeah. Uh, Nightmare on Elm Street 5, The Dream Child. Eh, it's, it's kind of bad, but it's kind of fun. Yeah, those movies are okay. Um, let's see. We got Death Spa. We got, love it. We got Shocker. Death Spa with our boy. Give yep. him a shout out. Kenneth Foray. That's right. Um, I always forget he's in that. Um, Shocker, Trudon, Friday the 13th, Part 8, Jason Takes Manhattan, which grown to be we one of my... love that. And we will defend that till we die yeah, here on Fantastic. It's grown to be one of my favorites of all time. Uh, Sleepaway Camp 3, The Horror Show, Intruder. Love that movie. Silent Night, Deadly Night 3, Halloween 5, The Return of Michael Myers. Uh, is it is it four that I like or five? Maybe it's five that I like. Um, I love six, but I, between four and five, <laughs> I like one more than the other. Four, if, well, four, yeah, five is the one where she's having like seizures and shit. If the five's the one I like out of the, the Daniel Harris. Movie. Okay, then I guess it is five. Yeah, five is the one I really like. Four is the one. The first I mean, Daniel six Harris. Is my jam. Oh yeah, Tommy Doyle. Um, what else? I saw something else here. Chud two. Love it. No, I'm gonna go with comedy. A lot of people hate on it because it's not like the first one, but it's really funny. Well, I am going to name my last two films. They're some of my favorites of all time from '89. And that is Black Rain. We were just talking about Ridley Scott. You do love that film. That's one of my favorite films. I don't know why, I've just always loved it. It's my favorite Michael Douglas thing. It's, it's just good. Can I tell you a weird story about that movie before you continue? Yeah. At the theater, I got jacked off during that film. <laughs> you have a lot of theater I did. off stories. No, I mean, I really did. I got fucking whacked during that. Now, ladies, if you ever want to take Dr. West out on a date, just be sure that you uh, reach in his pants about five minutes after the movie starts so he can get into the, the, the mood and then just kind of <laughs> just kind of edge your hand over towards that area. And if he has a thing of popcorn, you know, just, just move it out of the way and he'll know what you're doing. I won't have popcorn. I'm allergic to it. You'll have to whack it raw with no popcorn. <laughs> you do the raw the raw theater whack. You can empty my backed-up COVID bag. <laughs> so, the last film, my favorite of 1989, one of my favorites of all time. Honestly, the only... I don't know, like, as far as the sequel and original and stuff, I've always been more to this film because I watched it more when I was younger than the first film. And a lot of people really don't like the sequel. 
<clears throat> but to me, growing up, it was always my favorite. But as I got older, the first one was always more my favorite. Ghostbusters 2. You do love that film. It's amazing. And everyone hates on it. I mean, Bill Murray even hates it because it wasn't... Didn't really have a lot of uh, room to do the improv of the character. And there was a lot to it that none of them really liked and it didn't do as well. And uh, I think the film's awesome for what it is. And any anything where you can throw that cast back into a film for the whole film is awesome. And I love Vigo. A lot of people didn't like Vigo. And I thought he was really cool. Um, but no, it's, it's a great movie, you know. And I loved it. That was like my favorite film as a kid, like period, was that movie. Over the first one for a, for a while. Until I got a little, like five years old and I watched one again as I was older. And that became my favorite, obviously. But the of, course, sec- of course. The second one I loved a lot. Because you figure it came out a lot closer to when I was born. So that was that came out in 89. I was born in 90. So... You know, home release for the second one. I had the f- second one when I was like one and two and three years old. So that's when I—that's the one I really watched more than the than the first one. And I had uh, Ghostbusters two matching jammies. I had the T-shirt with the logo on it and the and the jammies. So it was good shit. That was my that was my jam, and it still is always will be. Right. But yeah, that that'll end the movie portion of our Altering the Future and we will move on to music. And folks, we'll be right back. We've got an ad from our sponsor. Thank you for calling Dark Shield. This is the Ninja Boy. I'm Al. I'm feeling home with Dark Shield. Nice spreadsheet. Woo! People say Rick here. Now you're on jam. What brought you here? I say Dark Shield administrators help save customers over a billion dollars. And quick Rick, I'm saving money. Jesus Christ. I want to thank our folks at Car Shield for that glorious ad there. We'll you know what? Later during this. You know what I'm going to do? I'm actually going to reach out to Car Shield about sponsoring our podcast. As much as many times as we've ran their fucking ads on here. <laughs> I'll be like, this is Corey Gorkreis of Phantasm Podcast. We're here to talk about Car Shield. It'd be so funny. I mean, they would actually throw us, they'd throw us some dough for fucking plugging them on here. Because a lot of people sponsor like some bullshit like Folgers or some kind of coffee company or like some local thing. It's like, I want to do, I actually want to throw Car Shield a bone. We've thrown them a lot of bones on here. We have. And I would love for them to throw us some fucking cheddar for promoting their fucking Car Shield shit. (laughs) Maybe then we can finally get Ernie Hudson on here and be like, yeah, Car Shield, how about hooking us up? And then, or get us Nature Boy, you know, we love to have Nature on. Right. So yeah, right, Car Shield, if you're listening. From '89. Yeah, music from '89. Sponsored by Car Shield. <clears throat> yeah, and we'll have another ad here in a minute. Um, <laughs> Dark Angel Leaf Scars. Just hit an anniversary, I believe. Love it. Um, the debut album from Dangerous Toys. Um. Blonde Guardians Follow the Blonde. Uh, Peace of Time from Atheist. Love it. Uh, 
the and this may surprise people up there, but I was always a big fan of this band. And this album was in an anniversary thing last year. Uh, the debut album from Skid Row, love it. Oh yeah. Um, uh, Eat the Heat from a set. Um, let's see here. Uh, the Cults, Sonic Temple, amazing album. I got to see them on that tour, open for Metallica, touring Injustice for All. Good shit. Uh, Severed Survival from Autopsy. It's great. Uh, Alice Cooper's Trash. Love it. Uh, Handle with Care from Nuclear Assault. Favorite Nuclear. Consuming Impulse from Pestilence. Shout out to our boy Martin. And to Patrick. Um, this, is, this is for uh, Corey Gorecross because he was just in Seattle. But no joking around, I actually do love this album. It's my favorite album they ever did. Uh, Salt Gardens, Louder Than Love. It's great. It's a great album. Um, Repulsion, Horrified. Uh, Symphonies of Sickness <laughs> from Carcass. The Mind is a Terrible Thing to Taste from Ministry. Fabulous Disaster from Exodus. The most underrated and most overlooked Black Sabbath album, The Headless Cross. Highly agree. Um, no More Color from Corner. Alice in Hell from Annihilator. Love it. Extreme Aggression from Creator. Oh. Realm of Chaos from Bolt Thrower. Agent Orange from Sodom. Amazing. Uh, the Headless Children from Wasp. Blessing in Disguise from Metal Church. Years of Decay from Overkill. Uh, World Downfall from Terrorizer Slowly We Rock from Obituary The Real Thing from Faith No More Altars of Madness from Morbid Angel Beneath the Remains from Sepultura Nothing Face from Voivod Practice What You Preach from Testament God Fleshes, Street Cleaner oh. And last but definitely not least Corey and I share this record We love it Conspiracy from Kingdom Absolutely it's so good, man. It's it's heavy as fuck too for his stuff. Like it's probably his heaviest album. I like the mood of that album. It's just so. good, man. It really is. I've always liked that album. I love Sleepless Nights. I, mean, I, I enjoy it. I think it's really good. Anyway, uh, back to our sponsors here, Carshield. <laughs> Thank you, Car Shield, and thank you, Nate. And that is uh, all for our uh, visit with Chuck Schuldner and our visit to the past in 1989 and our time machine here on Phantasm. Hope you all enjoyed the ride, and welcome back to 2021. Hopefully it's a better year for you than last year was. Uh, We look like we're getting closer to bands performing this summer, so things are getting back to normal for our some of our dear friends in the in uh, in metal and, and bands and stuff, and they can go back to doing their thing and not sitting at their house, which you know I'm sure a lot of them were cool with the downtime to write a lot of music. Maybe they didn't do shit. I mean, who knows? But I know for a lot of people in, in music, it was probably really hard. You can't go. You release these albums a year ago, and you still don't know if you're going to be able to play them or not. You know, it's kind of shitty and. Right. You lose a lot of money in the process, and 
hopefully a lot of them stayed afloat and can keep going. Uh, a lot of shows got announced for the summer. Um, you know, we'll see how all this works out. If people are going to flock to these things right away, or they're going to be weary about traveling still. I mean, right. honestly, travel wasn't that bad when I went to Seattle uh, a couple weeks ago, and it was it was actually, you know, it was okay, it was normal. Does it still feel normal? No, it it's definitely feels different to do anything at this point. Like even go out some places. He's being modest, folks. Corey had traveled out there with his contemporary country jazz fusion folk band, Rumpelstiltskin, and they played a few shows. (laughs) We did. We drove all the way to Seattle in a a van, uh, Home Alone style, and we just went out there in in our polka jackets and performed in these podunk little dives uh, in Seattle and we made no money <clears throat> but yeah uh, am I excited for shows I don't know uh, it's it's still weird to me uh, I went to like a, a local kind of benefit thing to meet up with some people and uh, it was really weird watching bands play granted I didn't like any of the bands playing but it was weird seeing people perform it it's been so long that it honestly is different it's not it doesn't feel the same anymore so if if anyone's asked like me personally has the landscape kind of changed as far as shows and what it feels like just for even like a local thing yeah it, it feels very different it doesn't i don't know how to describe it but it feels like a very foreign concept they're like well, this is kind of weird this is people there's like bands that play shows like it's weird you know so right right Maybe there's a way out of that. I don't know. This has never happened to this, you know, world before like this. No, not in our, not in our time. So it's something we gotta really work towards uh, making it normal. And maybe it won't ever be normal again. I mean, maybe it's just some kind of a weird thing now. I don't know. But uh, yeah. So hopefully things get back on track. People wear your fucking masks if you can get vaccinated. Do it if you don't want to. To just wear your mask at least and uh you know hopefully we'll we'll get back on track sooner than later um and if not fuck it we'll just still stay at our house and go out when we can and Corey Gorkreist uh front man for folk Danish country jazz artist Rumpelstiltskin how you doing today Corey doing fantastic uh yeah we played some some podunks uh, down in Seattle when I, we went we went home alone style in our van all the way to Seattle uh, from Tennessee. Well, what I was excited to ask you about was your opening act with your friend Brant called his thrash band called DUI. <laughs> yeah, they didn't make DRI. That, that's a, that's an actual property, but DUI. Yeah, uh, they actually didn't make it for obvious reasons. Uh, they didn't dr- make the drive all the way up. Um, gotcha. Well, that's unfortunate, but yeah. So we had to kind of play an extended set, and we kind of just improv a lot of it with our jazz, polka fusion, Danish. And it, well, the other thing I wanted to ask you about Rumpelstiltskin was it weird being one of the headliners at Shit in the Water Festival in in Washington State? You know, it was an overall, it was an okay experience. Uh, you know, uh, it was weird just playing in general. You know. There, there was no porta potties, so I don't know. 
Well, I knew, well, I mean, that was kind of the thing was it's a bunch of, just to kind of tell you guys about this festival, the shit in the river festival, it's a bunch of vegans and they eat a bunch of beans and veggies and then they have to shit and everyone goes around nude because it's a nudist colony. Live bands, the bands don't have to perform nude. Corey did, which I think is amazing. And then everyone, when they get done, instead of having sex, they all just shit out the, the food in the water. Yeah, it was, not only was I nude, but I, was, I had my, uh, my head in like a hairnet, my, my hair, and I put, uh, I had like an Elvis pompadour wig on. That's amazing. Yeah, and then I thought about putting a bow tie on my bag, but I didn't. It was too, it was too tight on me when I tried to put it on, so. Full nude with a, with an Elvis wig. So it was pretty fun, but yeah, seeing the people nude didn't really bother me as much. Uh, but the people having to go shit during our set was pretty was pretty uh, hor- you know horrific. Some of them were digging uh, little holes, and they didn't even have shovels. They had to use like pocket knives and like weird shit. Their hands. I mean, it was a sight. It was a sight to behold, and I almost just wanted to vomit, you know, and quit. But uh, you know, they they paid us a little bit of money, you know, that. 50 bucks well, the thing that I was most excited about was you had, and this was a pretty incredible guest, um, you had Tom Savini there, and he had not eaten vegan in a long time, so you all did what is, I believe, is called a, a month cleanse, and he actually <laughs> outshit everybody in the water. He did. He actually didn't have, uh, he actually brought some of his famous masks with him from his, uh, from his... His wonderful work to shit in. He took the tails from the dark. He had the tails from the dark side monster mask, and he took a shit in that. Um, also, one of the Dawn of the Dead monsters. You know the the zombies. He took a shit in one of those as well, if I'm not mistaken. And uh, also the the Corey Taylor mask from the last Slipknot album. He also shit on that one too. So he had he had some masks well, no, with him. Thing, now you're being modest. Now you told me that that Corey actually was a surprise shitter on Sunday night, and he showed up in crotchless Slipknot attire, jacked off, and then shit in the pond out vegan style. <laughs> well, that was more of a special thing for VIPs. Uh, it was like a little like uh, VIP area uh, where, yeah, he did show up and do that. So it was more like a private thing, so it wasn't really out to the public. But, yeah, that, that did happen. And uh, he actually had a good bit of gib. I thought he was, you know, usually blows his wad a lot on tour and stuff. But I guess it's been a while for everybody. So when he came out, he had a he had a full release when uh, he finally emptied his his Slipknot sack. Well, my favorite thing was you had sent me the the audio clip of him going, "If it's big, 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 I'm about to shit, shit, shit." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he did. You know, he uh, when he shit, he actually when he came, he actually had. A little bit run down his leg of of a uh, of like vegan diarrhea, so he you know he like pretty much forced out of shit when he came, and then it just was all over the place from there. He just would not stop shitting. So uh, initially, it went on the stage floor, and then he uh, he grabbed he took his own mask off and he shit in it. Just kind of stopped the shit. Yeah. I mean, that's why they've always been the kings of extreme new metal. Right, and then after he shit in it, it got so bad where he couldn't even hold it in his hands anymore. He just chucked it like a frisbee into the into the crowd, and people just started to uh, cover themselves with it and and dance around. I don't know if they were on drugs or they just wanted any piece of uh, Corey Taylor that they can get, so they just started smearing his own poo right. and and they enjoyed his pieces. and cum combo from his mask all over their bodies. 
that's that's wonderful. Yeah, and then some of them started whacking off with the ship, so it was a very uh, insane experience. And I don't know what those people were on. You know, I was just trying to do a gig and make some some extra bread, and uh, was it worth it? Uh, I I honestly don't know how to answer that question. I think I found the seventh layer of hell. Um, and I survived it, so maybe I'm already dead and that happened. I have no idea. But was it a humbling experience? No. Do I have any dignity from doing it? Absolutely not. Uh, you know, they should have just called it G.G. Allen Fest, but, you know. Right. Murder Junction Fest. Well, that's Fest. copyright taken. And, right. And this is more, they're not, they're not into just anarchy. They were more into just, you know, being vegan and releasing your bowels in a river. Like, Right, and kind of sometimes covering themselves with their own excrement, I guess, because it's natural. I don't know. Not my. One favorite. other thing I wanted to ask you about, because I thought this was really interesting, was um, there was a band that performed there called Shit Jam, <laughs> and their singer you said was uh, Irregular Irregular Vetter, I believe was his name. Yeah, Irregular Vetter. So basically, Shit Jam is a uh, a very obese, like biker version of Pearl Jam. But they're all very talentless, much like Pearl Jam is. But the, these these guys are like unintentionally bad. They're just terrible musicians. They're like uh, they're like anal cunt, but Pearl Jam, which I, in my opinion, which, in my opinion, both those bands sound the same because they're both awful. But um, Irregular Vetter, uh, he was actually <laughs> he was actually like the uh, I don't know the term for it. Him and the other dude that uh, formed the band are both a, are both a couple, and he's like the, you know, the the more dominant of the two. So, and they have that kind of aesthetic on stage where he kind of gotcha. carries the, the little you know the guitar player on a chain and stuff like a like a dog. It's pretty. Uh, it's very weird, but uh, I mean the Pearl Jam songs that they do are you know they're okay. Um, you can't really tell what they are because it's so bad, but, uh, yeah, they, they were, uh, interesting. Well, the last, and, and then we'll stop talking about this, but I've got to ask you about the one band that intrigued me the most. It was a Kurt Cobain tribute band called Scat Propane. <laughs> and, and <clears throat> I, I realized that they, they all, everybody defecated and they had to defecate in designated areas. But these guys actually defecated, and it was like Rammstein with all the fireworks. So tell, yeah. us, tell us about that propane. Well, <laughs> it was uh, it was very good uh, actually. They had a really good stage presence, and uh, you know their uh, their drummer Dave Bowles, he was actually pretty good. Um, played nude. He actually came out to like a toilet on stage that he was actively <laughs> shitting in while playing drums. <laughs> Which was pretty good, <laughs> and then the singer who was dressed exactly like Kurt Cobain, uh, his his guitar was shaped like a like a shotgun, so it was kind of disturbing. But uh, it was very cool, and he would do a lot of like uh, effects, like Guar style, with the fireworks, and and where he would like actively like Alice Cooper blow his own head off on stage several times. Um, okay. So that was exciting, but also very disturbing, and I don't know how these people got booked there I guess you know especially for somewhere like Seattle it's like why would you 
have this joke or at some you know at a show like this i i thought it would be offensive but uh people loved it and they were dousing themselves in the fake blood and and uh pee i think that was actual pee but uh yeah they were they were pretty wild the fireworks were really good um one of the guys actually got... And you said there's no chance of us ever getting scat propane on the podcast, is there? You know, I talked to him about it, and, uh, you know, I, I don't I don't really see it happening, but um, I did get their contact information. I just don't really, you know, I don't really know. And then the, the guy that's supposed and, to be... Now, let me ask you something about that. Now, the guy that manages them, I believe we've dealt with in the past, isn't his name Austin Worthless? Isn't that his name? Yeah. So this guy... Austin uh, Worthless? Yeah. Yeah, Austin Worthless is a... He usually just deals with, like, stoner bands and stuff, but then he does all this weird stuff, too, like uh, scat propane. So, uh, yeah, this guy's a total wiener. He's always trying to get us to do the stoner stuff, which, you know, we'll do certain things like that. But it's just the, you know, the, the wonkiest fucking bands that no one's ever heard of. Like, I don't even know how... He's heard of it, you know, and he manages these people. So, yeah, yeah. So there's probably no luck just getting I mean, through him. Is useful, so you know, <clears throat> yeah. what are you gonna do? Yeah. So uh, going through him, I mean, I don't see it happening that way. That's why I went ahead and got the band's information on some stuff, and then, uh, you know, maybe we'll we'll get lucky with that. But, but yeah, overall the festival. Well, I mean, I, I love their record catalog. So they, their first album. It's called Screech, and it's got Screech from Saved by the Bell on the cover. Yeah, yeah, that one is uh, that one is good. And then, and then their 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 second album, which I mean, it blew me away. Um, and that's called Never Wipe. <laughs> See, my favorite one they've done is called uh, In Puberty. It's pretty good. Oh, okay. I, I, I've not got to hear. I guess you got to hear that before that that's been put out. Yeah, I think that was their recent release, uh, In Puberty. And it's actually like the the take of the Motley Crue cover with the, you know, with like the leather jeans, but it's actually got the, you know, the. <laughs> it, it shows like. Brown footlong in it. Yeah. Yeah. It's, now, it's, I was gonna have one more thing, and I'll stop asking you about about them. But did did they have that um, unplugged and and, and uh, regular EP? They did. They did their own unplugged set, actually. So they did two full sets where they did their normal catalog, and then they did an unplugged set. Wait, one more thing. Did they have the uh, jazzer size, masturbation size? Did they have that there? Absolutely. Okay. But the unplugged thing, cool, the unplugged thing, they were, yeah. Um, I mean, stack propane is legit. Oh, yeah. And, of course, just like all the other great bands, they are from Seattle, so. Yeah, hell of a show. Uh, very memorable. A lot of naked people covered in poo and semen that were just dancing all around and with their genitalia and, and, out. Now, the, the, the first night they played that secret show at that club. Right. Um, well, it was actually a gas station. They played in the toilet. But they, they played Never Wipe all the way through, didn't they? They did. They played Never Wipe. Okay. It was a fantastic album. Uh, you know, In Poo, I love. And, uh, and uh, Shit Helium, that's a good song too. It's about Jankum. For those of you who don't know Jank, Jank, there's a lot of free Jankum stands at the thing. There was a lot of, uh, a lot of shit going on at the show. So Jankum is where you, uh, defecate into a jar, like a mason jar, 
and then you put a balloon over it and you let it sit for a while, like a few weeks, to ferment. And then you take the balloon out and you can get high off the poo fumes. So there's a lot of vendors there that had Jankum for sale, and some of them were giving away uh, Jankum balloons. So you can actually just go there and huff shit while you're watching these bands. Well, let me ask you this. How crazy did the crowd go when they played Never Walk all the way through when they played Smells Like Little Caesars? <laughs> it was, uh... That, that one exploded. I mean, obviously, people probably... Most of the people there came to the festival just to hear that song, so... When they, <laughs> they got there, it was, a uh, It was a pretty magical moment for them, you know, being a spectator and watching the crowd, uh... You know, with their... With their junk floating around and flabbering and you know they're covered in bodily fluids and you know it was just an explosive now, look, moment they, they the new album did, did they play wipe me yes they did <laughs> damn yeah they played pretty much everything you would you would hope they did you know they played a they played a <laughs> shit covered box too they played that oh okay or shit in a box it's one of those I thought it was shit-covered crotch, but I haven't... Shit-covered crotch, that. That, that might be it. You know, some of their stuff, I just... It was all a blur to me, you know, once they started really going at it. Well, and, and not to just <coughs> talking about this, I mean, you, you actually got... You told me you actually... This is something I'm very excited about to talk with you about. You actually met Dave Stuhl, the drummer. Yes, I did. Man, Dave Stuhl is an unbelievable drummer. He is, and especially when he's on that toilet actively shitting and, and doing vocals and drumming. I mean, he's just a machine, you know. Especially where well, he... You guys have probably heard his other band. He's, he's known for a very popular band because he wears a mask in this band. He's, his other band is... Uh, the Poo Throwers. Oh, uh, gosh. I, well, I don't know if we should say this on the podcast. Should I go ahead and say who he actually, the other band he's in? Yep. I guess I should, shouldn't I? It's, not, it's, it's Poo Sniffers. Oh, Poo Sniffers. I thought it was Poo Throwers. Yeah. Snippers, which is, I mean, it's a huge pop band, but, you know. Yeah. No, uh, you know. Dave's a stool, man. I mean, I mean, he is a stool, you know. I mean, I didn't really respect him until I saw him play uh, Crap Where You Are, you know, whenever I saw him. It was pretty great. And him it's, on that toilet. It's pretty incredible, dude. It was good. Yeah, overall, a uh, good experience. And, uh, well, I appreciate you sharing with that. I didn't mean to talk so long about it, but I appreciate you doing that. No, absolutely. We're trying to see now where in the movie we're at. We got this. You know, I'm a little offended that why why didn't they let Tetanor play? Why weren't we allowed to play your your band and mine? <clears throat> well, you know, when they asked me about, uh, you know, because they say most of the bands after they play have to go out in the crowd and get covered in shit, and I really didn't want to do that. Or be nude the you whole time. Yeah, so I was kind of like, I took one for the team. I was like, nah, we'll just, we'll just play and get out of here, you know? Because we. Because if y'all didn't know this, our uh, grindcore band is called Technoir, and uh, we we've done a lot of stuff. Um, and I guess I, I, is it cool if I go ahead and tell them the name of the new album or EP? Please, heard it first. So it's a, it's a play on words. Uh, one of my favorite Stephen King films, one of Corey's favorite, and it also pokes fun at the whole uh, 
COVID-19, not that there's anything funny about people dying. I don't want people to think that. I feel for anybody out there that's had it or had to go through any of this nightmare. But our, just, just for fun, because we're Grand Corps Band, Tech Noir, it's from Terminator. But uh, the new album is called Maximum Overdrive. <laughs> yeah, it's a, it's a concept album, or EP, if you will. And, uh, you know, it, it was a lot of fun to do, and it was at the heart of COVID when we initially wrote it and recorded it. So uh, finally getting to release it to everybody and to the public. Uh, very proud of it, you know. Uh, we did get sued for putting Green Goblin on the front of the album cover, so that's a very limited <clears throat> thing if you can find that. Uh, it's a 12-inch vinyl, so. See, now the new cover does have the Green Goblin, but he's mostly covered up with a COVID mask, like one of those medical masks. So that right, way... So we didn't get sued. Yeah, so but we didn't if you get can sued. find that the one where I illegally took, and I'm very proud of this, where I illegally took, you know, actual... Classic sixties, uh, John Romita Senior, Green Goblin, and actually put it on our EP. But then we got in a lot of trouble. So. We did. We almost couldn't release the album because of it. it almost uh, had to face a lawsuit. And was like, no, we'll fix it. And we'll. We were just trying to be, you know, throw a bone, and just didn't really work out that way. So. The first single, if you guys want to check it out, it's Stephen King hates you too. So. <laughs> you know. Yeah, it's really good good. It's, it clocks in about what thirty seconds. That song. Yeah, yeah, it's grind yeah. course. A lot of songs, you know, we fit a lot onto the EP. That's why I almost feel like it's an album. But a lot of our songs are like fifteen to thirty seconds, and you know, there's a Corey couple. Did all the vocals on this one. I didn't do any vocals on this one. I just played drums and bass, and then Corey also did the guitars. So, yeah. and uh, wheelchair yeah, fucker did the keyboard. Check out Maximum Overdrive from Tech Noir coming later this year. On Sierra Mist Records. <laughs> and there was a special uh, uh, keyboard contributions by Wheelchair Fucker on there. Oh, yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah, he, he did kind of cameo in this, which is pretty cool. Man, this Oof, is pretty gnarly. On the it's gory. Dude's like, get me out of here, and they pull him out, and he's just like... They got him like on a fucking... I don't know, he's like hovering with fucking half his body. Left. So I'm not seeing any body horror in this. I think it's just a straight up monster. Yep. Well, he is cut in half now, so. Eaten in half, I think that's the first time they realized there was a monster down there. And let's do a pop version for the Tardy Boys real quick. Chopped in half. <laughs> the blood still on your mouth. There we go. You're chopped in half. But yeah, he was chopped in half, obituary uh, style. Very bloody, very nice scene. First, yeah, I mean, I, I haven't seen any body horror in this. I think it's just an actual monster. Yeah, it's, this is like a creature feature more. Oh shit! You got a tail whip. There, monsters actually coming out of this fucking thing. It is full throttle right now. It looked almost reptilian, kind of. It looked like a giant snake. Yeah, or something. it kind of looked like Predator. Yeah, a little bit. I, I don't just... remember what it looks like. I guess we're going to see here in a bit. I don't know. Yeah, I have no idea. I mean, shit's hit the fan. They've already had a couple deaths in the last few minutes, so. There's people. Bobby, are you going to call me? Bitches leave. Yep, yeah, bitches leave. 
Yeah, that was uh, interesting. So let me ask you something, because I'm trying to recall this for our listeners. So we're at our five-year anniversary. And Correct. Is this the first episode we've done this year? This year now. I can't remember a fucking thing anymore, and I want to apologize to you and our listeners for that. We are still rolling. I can't remember a goddamn thing. <laughs> I mean, it's been a little while, but... I can't remember shit. I really can't. It's terrible. We went to the beach together. You came down with Wheelchair Fucker. We did that back in February. and I, We did some stuff then. I don't even think we've ever done anything with that. That's my fault. Um, but, yeah. I couldn't remember the last... It, I'll tell you this. I can't tell you the last time we did. I can't either, but it wasn't that long ago. I think it was like maybe... Are you digging it? I'm feeling it today. I feel good today. Yeah. This is a good choice, too, by the way. But yeah... I mean, it's kind of bad, you know? And Leviathan is obviously a superior movie to this, but this... Well, the cast is is good. Uh, Sean S. Cunningham directed it. You know, it's good stuff. I I think it's got... I like it. I think it's solid for what what it has set up for it. You know... Of course, Laidlaw, I think, So let's is talk about dead. this real quick, if it's cool. Tell everybody what we're going to try to do here in the next few months. Well, <clears throat> we are going to, long story short, we are going to try to venture out to Disney World. And of course, the doctor being in Pensacola, we're just going to go ahead and, and get him from there and then shoot down to Orlando. We are. So it's going to be exciting, and you might see some uh, Phantasm photo ops with Mickey Mouse and uh, Cinderella and uh, Goofy and Donald Duck. It'd just be a really good time. And uh, I've never been there. This would be a birthday trip for me. Um, so hoping to knock that off the bucket list from you know for me and to finally go to Disney World uh, 31 years later. And uh, just... Have a blast, you know. We're we're gonna be in Orlando just chilling, um, but we're gonna be in Disney World at least one of those days. Maybe even shoot over to Tampa uh, one of those days as well. So, trying to make a good like four no, days. I'm, I'm excited about it. Yeah. And the fun thing to share with you guys, we're not. We have three hotel choices, and we're not sure which we're gonna do. We have expensive, kind of nice, and then really not that great. Right, you know, you have a two-star, so three-star, and a four-star. That's kind of what we're going to be doing. Right now, it, it's kind of looking towards the bottom of the barrel. Right, you got two-star, three-star, and four-star. The two-star being uh, the weed hole, as we call it, because I like to read a lot of reviews uh, for hotels, which we might do later uh, if you want, because we usually do the... the rest- I'd love to read some today. We usually do the restaurant ads, so it'd be cool to actually prepare... Uh, the folks listening out there for our trip and see which ones you think we should book uh, based on reviews. And I will go back to you know 2017 for reviews on hotels because I do not want you know. And granted, I know some of them go through renovation and they actually turn out to be nice later on, and uh, you know things get renovated and turn out nicer in a few years. So I I, I read you know far back and then I go back up. I'm like, okay, well it seems fine. Um, and you got to figure a lot of people are very nitpicky about 
uh, continental breakfast and how the beds feel. It's like, look, I can just go to sleep. You know, that's all I'm really worried about in a hotel room is that it's somewhere that I can sleep, um, and drink beer and not get bed bugs. So, yeah, the bed bug thing is, man. I tell you, with hotels, that's that, you talk about something to me that's scarier than the coronavirus. And for those of you who don't know how to check, because I do this as well when I go to hotels, I always check the the bed spreads. Uh, what you do is on the pillow side of the bed, you just take that top sheet off the corner, like left or right corner of the bed, and you want to pull that top sheet up and pull the bed, you know, the whatever the bed sheet off as well, like the uh, whatever the the other layer usually two and then you should have like the at that point the bare mattress corner and from there you can see if uh there's bed bugs or not because there'll be some kind of like marks there like like a lot of dots maybe some blood you know there's gonna be, there's gonna be some shit there so that's the way I, that's how you check it folks to make sure if there's no Bed bugs on that corner of the, you know, check both corners of of the of the mattress. You know, pulling the sheets up, and uh, if there's no little dots moving around over there, then you're probably good. So, I've learned that just by doing review, you know, reading reviews for a long time, and and you know, every hotel I even even if you know, my friends book the hotel ahead of time. I'm like, send me the hotel, and I look at reviews. And if it's shitty, then I'll be like, hey, we need to change this, because there's this. Like, I don't want any fucking roaches. I don't want any any bullshit happening. And, you know, even if it's not, like, the greatest part of town, I can care less, as long as it's a decent place to, to hang my head for a few days. I'd prefer it to be a little nicer if I'm going somewhere like Florida, just because, you know... You want it to feel more like a vacation than kind of feel like you're in a in a shit show, but sometimes you got to compromise. And then realistically, you're not going to be there most of the time anyway. You're going to be out doing stuff. So when you get home, you're like eating. Well, my thing is though is is I just don't want to get know, the, the weed farm as we'll refer to it hotel. Right. I don't really care about that as long as people are minding their own business. Right, and and even those those are still nice, you know. It's just a lot of these I worry reviews. more about wheelchair fucker doing one of his walks, walking around and getting fucking killed, you know? Right, which I don't even think that the weed farm's in a bad area either. I just think that, you know, some people and their reviews, they expect it to be, you know, they, they look, oh, there's the fucking monster, Jesus Christ. Hang on real quick. They all have shotguns. Oh, uh, dude got accidentally stabbed with a harpoon. Did he just get shot, too? The fuck just happened? I don't know what just happened. Jesus Christ. The monster's wild looking. Yeah, it's pretty gross. It's like a giant alligator. Yes. Good God. I don't know, that guy just got fucking shot out of nowhere. I don't know if he got shot on purpose. That dude just fucking stabbed him. That was really weird. So we got bitches leave. That was just... a really gross effect, wasn't it? Yeah, it was nice. <clears throat> I have no idea. I don't think he did it on purpose. Dude's pissed off. Unless that thing fucking shot something at him. Or he got accidentally shot. Van Gelder. Yeah, 
injected him with something and then it popped out his chest. Yeah, that was weird. Um, that was fucking top of Rancho, though, I can tell you that. Yeah. Sorry, folks, but, uh, yeah, <clears throat> hope you enjoyed that if you're watching at home. Um, what was I saying? Oh, yeah, I think a lot of people, when they see they don't even see that it's a two-star hotel or a three-star. They just, because they're on vacation, they think everything should be this five-star experience where it's like, I mean, you get what you pay for. A lot of people don't understand that. So, you know, they're... Uh, it's always bitching about the breakfast or it's bitching about the firmness of the pillows and the mattress and how they're not changing it every day and all this stuff. And it's like, you know, people if people want the five-star experience, they're going to pay top dollar for it. So if you're paying $300 for four nights, that's the kind of service you're going to get. You know, It's not going to be the greatest. But I've never really had that in hotel experience, and I've stayed at a, really, a lot of really decent to pretty nice hotels. And I've never once even considered that being part of the experience. I just, right. you know, honestly, I want housekeeping to leave me alone, and I just want to go sleep. You know, it's a place to keep my stuff and sleep, just like a, just like my house is. You know, right. I'm not trying to live in here and just be here all the time. You know, I like to be out and do things. And on vacation, you know, especially in Disney World, we're going to be at Disney World. Might go to Tampa. We might do some other shit. We're going to be out running around most of the time. And then when we get back to the hotel. It's bug free, and we can just go to sleep, or watch some sports, whatever we do, you know, at the time. Right. So yeah. Well, the we, other thing I wanted to talk about is we were planning a live stream. Oh, is that what you meant? I'm sorry. <laughs> no, I wanted to also mention that that we are we are planning to do some type of live stream where you guys can ask us stuff, call in while we're watching something. Not sure what we're going to do, but it actually may happen that same weekend. We're not sure when we're going to do this, but we're trying to throw together a live stream thing for our anniversary. It's a one-time only deal. So, you know, it may just be us sitting there talking to no one because no one paid attention to the ad for it. But when we get it ready to go, I'm going to let Corey do his magic with social media, and we're going to get it out there and see what we can do. So. Absolutely. I think it'll be a lot of fun. How is that guy still alive? I think that was just like a crazy vision. All right. Well, I'm going to find some uh, shit hotels. <clears throat> you know what the really uh, shitty thing is, is? What I'm looking up here. A lot of these hotels towards the end of this month are actually cheap as fuck right now like all of them are like 200 bucks oh at Disney yeah um let's see gotta find a, a shitty one here looking at two star here some of them I mean Florida's very deceiving because they look really nice and then you click on it and there's like not good, so let's see. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, if they have like these pool views and all this kind of stuff and then they turn out to be shitholes, you know. Right. Well, let me see. 
Here you go. Days in by Wyndham Orlando Airport, Florida Mall. This one has two stars. Let's read some reviews. There's a review of 6.6. I don't know what the reviews go to. Let's see. Of course, breakfast is the highest downgrade and the cleanliness. Uh, oh, God. Okay, this is the very first one. It's got a 6.6 out of, I guess, 9 would be probably the highest of these reviews on Booking.com. That's what I'm using. Uh, and this is rated pleasant, which is not good. You want at least uh, good to excellent to very good. So pleasant. Oh, God. Hang on. There, here's some body horror we're seeing here. Oh, God. He didn't decompress before he took off the thing. Oh, that's what it is. So he just tried to escape the escape pod thing. He didn't decompress before. Oh, oh geez. So he's oh bleeding God. out of his own face. I think he's losing, he's popping blood vessels because he's lost pressure inside this thing. Oh, fuck. Woo! Well, business just picked up here, kids. That was uh, exciting. So we have bitches leave from RoboCop. He just bursted every blood vessel in his body. I don't think. I hope we don't see any more of him. I don't think we will because he went, you know, underwater and yeah. went through the pressure of of uh, the deep, and he totally like decombusted. <clears throat> So yeah, this is the uh, Days In by Wyndham Orlando Airport, Florida Mall. It's got two stars, and it is 6.6 .6 rated pleasant on booking. So we're going to... This is uh, the first review, and this is from April 12th. Um, so you got... Uh, on booking, you do have to say pros and cons to the, to the stay. <clears throat> so here's the pros. A lot of space, big beds, mini fridge, nice TV, sweet, older, southern woman at front desk is super nice and helpful. And here's the con. <clears throat> Found a cockroach on my bed. Pool was disgusting and green, unswimmable, which is unacceptable unacceptable for an establishment whose photos mostly show off this big extravagant pool. So there's that. <clears throat> uh, here's the next one. I stood there for a whole... Hole is spelled H-O-L-E, by the way. I stood there for a whole week, and when I came back every day, the room was clean. The bed was made. New soap was in the bathroom. It's an old hotel. You can expect much. Uh, the cons, the rugs needed to be vacuumed, and in the morning, you could see a roach here and there. Uh, great customer service. The front office, a great cleaning room. Cleaning services are hard workers, too. It's extremely noisy. It's few residents making unwanted noise without respecting others. Um, here's another one the Spanish restaurant next door was great the cons are lamps won't work properly lots of wires hanging toilet wouldn't flush little things that I observed uh, this review is plain and simple it just says roaches and then it says roaches in bed that's disgusting See, this is why I don't, uh, you know, this is why I always look through reviews because you can have one person say there's roaches like way down the line from like years ago, but you want to make sure it's not a consistent thing because sometimes people are assholes on here because they have a bad experience. Like I've seen some people that are obviously out of their way trying to ruin the reputation of the hotel because they had bullshit happen to them, you know. Yeah. 
Right. So I always try to read way into that stuff, but obviously this is gross. Um, hey, do me a favor. <clears throat> when you're done with that, look at the Weed Hotel and see if you can find anything horrific there that we didn't see. Okay. Well, let's see. The beginning was fine. The lady who checked me in, awesome. When I checked out, said the end. What counts? What? Good thing was the price. The bad one's front desk clerk called the police on me because I told him there was roaches. He was rude. Bathroom. So that literally is a roach motel. It is a roach motel. I mean, that's all I see on here. Let's see. Here's a review. Good people. The bad. Bunch of cockroaches. Needs to be cleaned. I've been a customer of Days in for more than 10 years. This place needs to be sprayed. This is the second time. That's disgusting. Why would you stay somewhere after the first time you saw roaches? That's the stupid part. He's probably a rewards member. Still. Probably got lied to that they were going to fix it. Maybe. I mean, I'm not making excuses for him, but I'm just, you know, her or her, but. Okay, and this is going back to like 2020. Or it seems to be clean then. Oh, nope, here's one. Property was very run down. It looked like it needed a good updating. The area surrounding seemed like a little unsafe at night. The room was very old and needed some updating, especially the carpet, which seemed very dirty. The room, even though it was very clean, smelled very strongly of cheap male cologne. <laughs> Television remote did if not work. If you want to hear our concept <clears throat> album about this hotel... Look for this fall for the new album from Tech Noir called Hooker Roach. <laughs> Room 150 for the night. I found six roaches and some little bugs. Badly need pest control. Uh, poor free breakfast. So yeah, folks, if you're ever out in the Orlando area, do not do the Wyndham Orlando Airport Florida Mall, courtesy of Phantasm. Not recommended, unless you like roaches. Do you want me to go ahead and look at ours and see? Well, the, I mean, the weed... probably a good idea. See, the weed zone. Let's, let's look at it here. You're going to have to dig deep and see if there's any bullshit, you know? Now, is that the Ramadam by Winda? Wind, Windham? Yeah, that's the cheap one. That's that one. No, I think that's it. <clears throat> that's it. Let me see. So this one's a three star. It is considered good, which is a seven point one. So let's check it out. Go check it out. Pool and breakfast buffet plus the location was great. Front desk staff had an attitude and treated me very rude. Uh, the view from our room, some staff were friendly. Pool Cafe would not let me order food. It wasn't even closed. It was 7 p.m. and they refused me service. Never had any pool towels. Had to walk back to our rooms freezing and wet. Okay for the price. See, this is a nitpicking thing. So the setting and the view, great parking staff is great. The cons, the bed, the mattress slides, and the pillows fall between the headboard, and the pillows are too flat and small. So, fuck you, Jason, from the United States, for being a queef. <clears throat> uh, love it. Pros, everything. Cons, nothing. 
the property was great. Miniature golf, basketball court, exercise room, two nice pools, beautiful plants and landscapes and lighting. Feels great outdoors. Uh, the cons, it was, it was satisfactory, but first room smelled like overwhelming baby powder scent. Moved to a room with squeaky bed and slow draining tub with minimal towels provided. No microwave, outdated bedding and furniture. This is probably the best one that we found the other day. Uh, very relaxing, great location, but the rooms were outdated. The carpet has nails poking through the carpet, which is not good when you have small children running around and the TV was tiny. <laughs> So that's kind of a, yeah. Uh, the pool is not so clean as other properties I visited. I decided not to use it. The beds were very hard. Man, that thing is raunchy looking. Ooh. Looks like a giant alligator thing. It looks like, it looks worse than that. It actually looks like a goddamn... Some goddamn uh, Cthulhu shit. Yeah, a little bit. Uh, beds are so hard. The location is the best. The shuttles to some parks, Magic Kingdom, Universal was a great help. Call in advance. Staff was not too friendly or too helpful. Bus services to the parks could have more spots for the bus to take you, for example... They only take you to the Magic Kingdom. Why not Disney Hollywood Studios and more times to go to the park? The restaurant wasn't open. COVID rules, no breakfast in restaurant. No hand towels in bathroom. They are rude. My air didn't work in my room and they didn't want to give me another room. I asked for the 1800 number with the staff. They responded, look at it. They were just very rude. And this movie is super claustrophobic. It is. I was at the facility for four days, hard to reach front desk, and my sheets are never changed. Bed was super firm, and they were woken up by guests in the morning. Comfortable beds. That one dude got from Robocop did the deep sea melt. <laughs> he did. It was pretty gross. It was awesome, though. Uh, here we go. Smelt like weed everywhere. There was overflowing garbage cans. Hey, hey, which is why we call it Weed Hotel. Yep, there's a bunch of those. I'm trying to find all the weed. Here it is. Property's location is well placed for the Disney parks. It's a little tricky to get into the property. Now, to go back here a second, this is the Ramada by Wyndham Kissimmee Gateway in Orlando, Florida. I was not too fond that no one did anything about smoking in non-smoking rooms. It wasn't regular cigarettes being smoked, and I doubt all of the young guests have medicinal needs. It was pretty cheap for one night when it comes to standard rooms and two beds. Love the suites on the 8th floor. Staff is accommodating as well. I always have issues with the bathroom being cleaner, but nothing too major. Miss Kim is the best manager there. She's very understandable and sweet. Type of Kim? <clears throat> That's what it said. The type of people staying there was not the best. It smelled really bad of weed the whole week. So bad it made my grandbaby sick with his allergies. One of the neighbors somewhere playing loud music and then five minutes later arguing. Now some people you just... See, the scary thing is, and I'll, I'll talk about our place we stayed in Pensacola twice. When you've got some layabout living there with their dog... <laughs> yeah, it's a nightmare. 
And, and and that's the scary thing about this place. If there's some way about living there with a, with a dog, you know, no one wants to deal with that shit. In this review, uh, they actually were uh, referring to the last time wheelchair fucker stayed there <clears throat> back in March. It says, shady characters around the pool area, which made me and my daughter uncomfortable. That's definitely phantasm. It is. Uh, the rooms were all non-smoking. However, the potent smell of weed in the hallway punched me in the face, even through my mask. Then I had to make my way back to the lobby because my key card didn't work properly the first time. The front desk clerk gave me another key card without saying a word. Oh, shit. It actually got out of their fucking... Spa- you know, their sea prison here. Refrigerator didn't work, also he had ants. No complimentary breakfast, smelled musty, plastic utensils in the restaurant. Oh shit. I think we're getting towards the end here. Oh god. He's gonna blow himself up is what he's gonna do with the flare gun here. Look at that monster. That's wild. Yeah, there you go. Don't do it, no! You're gonna take one for the team there, boss. You don't want that thing getting out. You can pay me to go in one of those anyway. Being fucking deep in the ocean. Fuck that. Very nice. Self-destruction. Hell yeah. It's not as good as smile, you son of a bitch. Yeah. We got some nice uh, nips there. That's a good one. Not enough for Mr. Skinless for my taste, but it's uh, it's a good little softcore shot for you. I'm digging it. You want some uh, some wet nips uh, of this film? And speaking of wet nips, how long has it been since you and this is on Prime? If everybody's listening, you can watch it on here. I, Deuce Bigelow, the other night, the chick sticking her tits in that fucking fish tank for him. Oh, that was great, dude! I watched that the other night. Uh, wheelchair fucker had told me it was on there, and I watched it. I was laughing my balls off. I love that movie. Oh look, he made it, which means the monster probably did too. Yeah, the movie's great. He's like, maybe uh, maybe that one down there a little further. It's fucking funny. I'd say Amy Poehler is probably one of my favorite parts of that film. There we go. She's the deep sea slasher. Oh, she's got the Tourette's. Did you know Manfredini did the music for this? Who? Manfredini, the dude you met. Oh, really? Harry Manfredini, yeah. yeah. So that's it. It's a happy ending film. Okay. Well, we did that's it, folks. Next Leviathan. Yeah. Like, well, if you want to go through the the gauntlet here, we got Leviathan. I think the Abyss is on here too. I don't know if Lords of the Deep are, but I know that that is uh, the Abyss. Yep, I don't right know here. What that is. I don't either. Yeah, the Abyss is on here too. So if you guys just want to have a. A ball doing all these fucking uh, 
deep sea sci-fi horror films and go for it on Amazon Prime. They're they're geared up on here, ready to go, and they're free with Prime. So yeah, I guess we'll queue up the Tardy Brothers here for final thoughts. Uh, Doctor, final thoughts. Uh, I just like it. I've always liked it. I don't know why I saw it at the theater. I saw Leviathan at the theater. The Abyss, by the way, just, and I'm not trying to be mean to anybody out there that likes it, but I just, I never liked that movie. Is that the, oh, I'm thinking of something else. Stunning the Abyss, I don't like. Yeah. So I was thinking of something else. I, like. I like the other stuff, though. I like, you know, the abyss. The abyss is like. just slow. It's never really been like a you know good paced movie for me. So I'm just kind of like no, yeah. it's 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 just not a very good film in my opinion. Yeah, I agree with that. I know a lot of people like it, and I understand, but I just I was never into it, you know. Yeah, I'm with you on that. Not my kind of thing. But yeah, I, I think I hope you enjoyed it. I, I think that's a great movie. Yeah, absolutely. No, it, it's I enjoyed it. First watch of it. Um, it was a good watch. It was solid. There wasn't really it wasn't boring. It was had a pretty good pace to it. You know, it's not like a complete like gore fest or anything like that. But that's not what it. it you know, I I didn't really get that from it anyway. I just it was a good movie overall. It just had a good pace to it. <clears throat> I like it a lot would I recommend it I'm like yeah I'd say you should watch it you know I, I wouldn't tell you to go buy it but I mean it's uh, you know it, it was a good watch for sure definitely a uh, good pace I will give it that I'm looking at all these shitty 2000s movies that are on here Jesus movies I forgot all about like uh Sky Captain, The World of Tomorrow. The Core. There's like 2003, like, free turds that are on here. It's pretty cool, though. But yeah, uh, <clears throat> enjoyed it. Hope you all enjoyed it in our, uh, in our normal antics. And hope everybody's staying safe. And thank you for listening and tuning in and hopefully sharing and liking and subscribing wherever Facebook have a great Memorial Day yeah have an explosive Memorial Day with your loved ones or whatever the hell you do I will be at work Uh, but enjoy we're going to launch the Memorial Day I think we should go ahead and throw this one if you're feeling no we will it's happening yeah feels good doing it doing it but yeah actually well, before we go, there there is one other thing I guess I probably should do. Okay. Um, I always want to thank our sponsors, um, and of course our biggest sponsor is is of course Car Shield. Absolutely. And uh, we're going to close it out with that. Yes, thank you to Car Shield and. Uh, for the brightest Thank you for calling Car Shield. How may I help you? This is Silent Rule 5 and Limited D-Ride. We are dealing, so forget it, and to tell you that Car Shield Administrator, make sure you have your favorite system auto repair. Woo! We 
Thank you, uh, no, Nate. Hold on. What I have to tell you about that ad, because I had never seen the one I just played. This guy goes, okay, so Flair's like in, in this dude's house, and he's like, where's my yogurt? And the guy's like, I don't know. And he fucking chair shops him, and he goes, how's that taste? <laughs> <laughs> you'll have to, I'm not lying. You'll have to. <laughs> chair shops. You'll have to send me that Do when what? you get off the phone. <laughs> You'll have to send me that ad. Listen, he's just in this strange guy's fridge. He's like, where's my yogurt? And the guy goes, the guy's just like, what are you talking about? And he's just like, he just fucking chair shots him and goes, how's that taste? <laughs> Woo! <laughs> well, we love Car Shield and the Nature Boy here at Phantasm. <laughs> So on behalf of Car Shield, from uh, the doctor and I, stay fucking gory. <laughs>